2 Timothy chapter 3. Tonight, uh, for the sake of time, I'm going to start a little lower, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to uh, begin reading at verse 5. Uh, we've covered in great detail verses 1 through 4, and I want to begin reading at verse 5, and then I want to also read 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. And so uh, let's start tonight with prayer. Father, I honor you and praise you for this moment in time. I thank you for your goodness and your mercy, and I bless you for your steadfast love that continues to rest with your people. I thank you tonight for the privilege of being able to come to you, uh, come to the people, and share your word with them. I ask now that you would give us the listening ears that we may hear in this hour what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church for there is a need in the land and it is not for meat and drink but there is a need for the word of the Lord help us through the teaching of your word lift up the name of the resurrected Christ that people might know who he is and that they may come to serve him and give him their lives in a powerful way we thank you for what you're going to do and we give you praise, honor, and glory in advance. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres uh, withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be made manifest unto all men. Also, excuse me, as theirs also was. And, uh, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecution, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra what persecutions I have endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, uh, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and from, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through that through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all 
good works. We thank God for that reading. I, beginning at verse 4 here in the next chapter, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come, they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. We thank God for the reading of his word. Tonight what I want to do is to go a little further in our examination of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and chapter 4. I will try to conclude this series of messages on next week, but it has been important to me uh, by the Spirit of the Lord that we pause and take time to make sure that we are properly dealing with 2 Timothy chapter 2, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and 2 Timothy chapter 4. I want to make sure that the people of God understand that we are living in a critical hour. And more than ever, we need to discern what times we are living in. Because those who properly discern the times will not easily be deceived. I said those who properly discern the times will not easily be deceived. Come on here. The enemy is able to deceive those who are not operating in the spirit of discernment. When spiritual discernment is in place, it then causes you to overcome attacks of deception that come against your life. And so tonight, what I want to do is to talk to the people of God, and I'm praying that as you're listening to the word of the Lord, that you are being strengthened uh, through these studies. Uh, I, I want you to know that the purpose that we bring these studies to you is so that you can be grounded in truth. Let me tell you something here. We are living in an hour now where the people of God everywhere need to be grounded in the truth of God. Let me tell you something. The enemy will not be able to take advantage of you if you are grounded in the truth of God's word. That is why in this hour, there is a battle against the word of God, a battle against the Bible, because the enemy understands when you are grounded in the truth of God's word, it brings great transformation in your life. And not only that, when you are grounded in the truth of God's word, God can use your life to help somebody else see the need for transformation. So this is important tonight. I want to make sure that those of you uh, who are listening to me, that you understand the importance of being grounded in the truth of God's word. Tonight, what I want to do is to go a step further in talking about pleasing the Lord in perilous times, pleasing God in perilous times. Tonight, I want to examine part four of the 
this message, Pleasing God in Perilous Time. I've talked about the importance of 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I want to just for a minute run through uh, the basics. I want you to make sure that you understand that this is, this is Paul's letter to his son Timothy, who is a spiritual son of his in the ministry. Paul writes this uh, epistle, uh, this pastoral epistle, so it is called, to his son Timothy, who is now in the regions of Ephesus, and he wants to make sure that he's giving him some sound instruction so that he can be successful at carrying out the assignment of God. Now, now this is important here, to hear the wisdom of God coming through the man of God. The apostle Paul gives this wisdom to his son Timothy. He tells him that he wants him to make sure, you see here in 3 and 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Paul wants Timothy to know that he is entering into a day where times will be perilous. And he wants Timothy to understand that as he seeks to do the will of God, it will be no cakewalk. Oh, come on here. I constantly remember. Remind the people of God that when we have been called on assignment for God, we are out on a battlefield and not a playground. It is, it is, it is uh, uh, necessary that you discern that we are on a battlefield and not a playground. Come on, this devil who is out here is not shooting any blanks. He wants to do everything he can to back up those who have been blood washed but can I tell you today that God is raising up a people who will know the times in which we are living and we will continue to stand firm in the truth of God's word no matter what this is Paul's letter to his son Timothy and he tells him that you need to know this we have talked about this the last few weeks and I want you to go back and listen to those messages if you have not already and then I want you to hear it again tonight that Paul wants Timothy to know that this is a moment that he needs to be aware of. The last days are already kicked off. Even when Paul is talking to Timothy, he's understanding that they are in the last days. The church age, the time in which we are living in now are the last Days. He says that in the last days, perilous times would come. The word peril there is uh, treachery. It is fierce times, dangerous times. And he, he wants, that is Paul, wants Timothy to know that we are living in dangerous times. Time. Come on, that, that in the last days already, while Timothy is seeking to do his ministry, perilous times are in the world. This is something here because if you would do ministry for God, you must then understand the times of peril are in the land. He wants Timothy to know this and know this well. He wants Timothy to emphatically know this. In, in fact, Timothy, in the language of the text, is commanded to know that last that they are in the last time and that perilous times have approached them. Come on, the world, he says, is carried 
characterized by perilous time treachery and wickedness and fierceness and danger are in the land come on the world is in peril I need you to get this as the people of God the world will grow darker I need you to get this so that you don't get disturbed look at your news the world is growing darker look at the hundreds of mass shootings that have just gone on in 2021 the, the state of the world is growing darker more wicked more sinister I'm here to tell you that the world is growing darker oh but I want to let you know that even though the world is growing darker the saints of God should be growing more devoted to him come on here the world is getting darker but the saints of God must become more devoted to the will of God see see the gloom of the world should never stop the glow of the church I said the gloom of the world should never stop the glow of the church I'm going to say that again I said the gloom of the world should never stop the glow of the church we ought to be shining for the savior in every season so while the world is going deeper in darkness the saints of God must become more devoted to the will of God while the world goes deeper into a jam the only way out is through Jesus while the world is growing deeper into a jam let me say that again the only way out is through Jesus I, I want you to know here that while everything around you is breaking down the blood of Jesus still works come on here I said while everything around you is breaking down the blood of Jesus still works come on here when everything seems to be out of order I want you to know that the power of the Holy Ghost is still awesome he can still do mighty things in your life come on here the world is broken but there's nothing broken about God God is still who he said as he is and just as he has always been he still remains yeah yeah so this is important here that the won't that the only way out is in Jesus the only way out of the wickedness of the world is in Jesus I talked about this on Sunday uh, Sunday evening about the, the, the safe place of the saints and you know that, that that everything going on the saints of God are constantly having to wonder what are we going to do but the, 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 the Savior gives us a safe place oh come on here the Savior is a safe place for the saints being in Christ is the best place you can be while the world is crumbling it's wonderful to be found in Christ oh come on here because those who are found in Christ are found on a faithful foundation I said while the world is crumbling while the world is crumbling it is wonderful to be found in Christ because while the world hallelujah seems to be failing in Christ is a faithful foundation see 
no matter what's happening in the in the world God's church can keep winning we can continue to please God in perilous times see the bad things that go on in the world should never cause believers to back down while the world is decaying in sin the saints should be growing in dedication to our savior this is important here because I said there are bad things that are going on in the world but the bad things that go on in the world should never cause the believer to back down while the world is constantly decaying in sin the saints of God must be growing in our dedication to the Savior the point is clear here no matter what is going on in the world the church should be gaining ground for God. Do you believe that tonight? I said no matter what is going on in the world, the church ought to be gaining ground for God. We are the light of the world. Christ has not called us to be a shabby church. He has commanded us to be a shining church. Oh, come on here. The people of the living God, we are not called to be a shabby church. We are called to be a shining church. And this is important here because despite how bad things get, the saints of God have been called to be light bearers to the world. This is important tonight though we, uh, the, though we are living in the world. We must not lose hope. Through the way that we live, we ought to let our light shine for God. See, see we who walk in the light ought to reflect that light in the world come on here see to walk in Christ is to walk in the light when you are in relationship with Christ you are you are in the light himself Jesus said I am the light of the world come on here and, and because we are in relationship with Jesus we ought to be able to reflect his light to the world did, did you get that those who are in relationship with Jesus ought to prove it by reflecting our our light, our lights to the world. Come on here. When you are in relationship with Jesus, you are called to reflect his light to the world. This is important here because Christ has called us then to be the light of the world. And it is important here that we are to walk in that light we are to walk in Christ's light and the world should see us walking in it we are chosen to be a light to the lost I don't care how dark things get the church is still chosen to make disciples so here we are here when we operate as light in the world then we are living to please God when we operate as people amen up the light then we can please God in perilous times see the church is to follow Christ and not the culture I talked about this last week the spirit of the age is not in alignment with the spirit of God get me here I said the church is then to follow Christ and not the culture the spirit of the age is not in alignment with the spirit of God come on here the, the, the 
devil who is the God of this world, the God of this worldly system. Come on, this system of darkness is not in alignment with the spirit of God. Come on, the spirit of the age is not in alignment with the spirit of God. That's why the church has to follow Christ and not the culture. Believers should not be guided by anything but the spirit of God. Come on here. Believers shouldn't be guided by any spirit except the spirit of God. When we do not follow the spirit of God, it, come on here, then we, then our lives will begin to go down. Come on. But, but when we follow God's spirit, it is impossible to go wrong. This is important here. How do I please God in perilous time? I've got to make sure that I have a commitment to follow the spirit of God. This is something here when we neglect the spiritual leading. We welcome unnecessary losses. When we, re when we neglect the spirit's leading, I said, we welcome unnecessary losses. See, the sons of God are characterized in Romans 8 uh, by being led by the spirit of God. They who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. So, so we are not called to fit in with the culture. We are called to be faithful to Christ. Come on, I said we are not called to fit in with the culture. We are called to be faithful to Christ. When you shine for Christ, you won't fit in to every circle. Oh, yes, oh, yes. A real dedication to Christ will soon offend those who desire to walk in dark. Oh, you find this out all of the time. When you've got a sincere dedication to Christ, you will soon offend those who are determined to walk in darkness. See, the values of the saints will soon violate the belief system of those who are committed to walking in sin. Come on, when, when you've got, you got values that are according to the word of God, come on here, it will soon valley, violate the belief system of the wicked. Oh, come on here. Come on here. Because we don't walk in agreement. See, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been called to make sure that we are representing Christ to the world. Come on, the reason we don't look like the culture is because we have been chosen to conform to the image of Christ. And you can't look like Christ and the culture at the same time. This is important here, and I want the Spirit of God to lead the people of God as we come to this point. Come on, I have been called to conform to the image of Christ. Come on here, and when I do so, I will not look like the culture. Now, now I must then understand that I am a part of the church of the living God. And you know, sometimes when we look at the world, people start talking about the church uh, in some negative light. But let me tell you something here. Those who are a part of the church of the living God are on a winning team. Come on here. God has not saved you to be a loser. I need you to get this here. Them that God has selected 
them that God has chosen, them that God has called out, he has also grace to win. I need you to get this here. Sometime the wicked one would like to make us believe that we are losers, but I want the wicked one to know that the saints of God are not losers, we are winners. We have been called to win by the Spirit of God. Come on here, we look most like God. Come on here, when we're walking, hallelujah, in the power of God, we look most like God when we are winning. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Come on, whether that's winning through love, whether that's winning through faith, come on here, when we operate in, in, in victory, come on here, then we operate in what God has given to us. I don't care what comes against the church in all of these things we are hupanikeo that that word that Romans am 37 in the Greek we are super conquerors we are more than conquerors through him that loved us we are we are those that conquer conquerors that which brings everybody else down believers have been anointed to bring it down Oh, come on here. Believers bring down what's been bringing everybody else down. Come on. So this is something here. We are never called to be losers. Oh, come on here. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is a triumphant church. I need you to hear me about the spirit of God. I said the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is a triumphant church. See, the real church will be tried, but she will always be triumphant. Come on here. Christ made her soul. I love this here. The words of Jesus uh, make it plain that the true church may be challenged, but she will never be conquered. Get that in your spirit. I said the true church may be challenged, but she will never be conquered. You've got to believe this by the spirit of God that no matter what challenges we face, we will never be conquered as long as we belong to Christ. I need you to hear that by the spirit of the Lord. See, because the enemy does not want you to get that in your spirit. He wants the church to think that we are on the losing team. But let me tell you something. The Lord don't raise up losers. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory. Somebody give him adoration right there. I love this here because the Bible makes it clear to us that we are the people of the living God. We are a triumphant church. I love this because Matthew 16 and 18, the words of Jesus come and give us a blessed consolation. Come on here. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I need you to get that. The church is built on good stuff. The church is built on a bedrock. Come on here. The, the church is built on a foundation that the enemy cannot break up. When you're built on Jesus, when you're built on who he is, when you're built on his word, you can make it through any battle. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him glory somebody give him adoration right there the saints of God are positioned in Christ and those that have been positioned in Christ have been 
and chose them according to 1 John 5 and 4 to overcome the world. Come on here. No devil can overthrow those who delight in the Lord. Those who are born of God overcome the world. 1 John 5 and 4. And this is important here because saints have not been called to be overthrown by devils. We've been chosen to overcome through Christ. Come on here. It, you ought not be constantly be overthrown by devil. That is not your calling. Saints are not called to be overthrown by devils. You have been chosen to overcome through Christ. Well, then how do we look at it? We please God when we walk in his overcoming power. Well, going a little further here, the children of God then must stop acting puny and start operating in power. I said the children of God must stop acting puny and start operating in divine power. Let me say that again. The children of God must stop acting puny and start operating operating in divine power heaven is backing those who hope in God oh come on here I have a hope come on here that, 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 that the gates of hell can't take come on here heaven backs those who hope in God well this is something here because we must not retreat in fear but we must rise up in faith do, do you get that I said saints of God must not retreat in fear but they must rise up in faith oh come on here we must grab our most holy faith and move forward in the things of God so this is important here though we are persecuted we can expect to prevail. Now, now, let's examine this because God wants us to get in the winning position and prevail. What is the winning position? The winning position is a prayer position. The winning position is a faith in God position. The winning position is a being led by the Holy Spirit position. The winning position is an obedient to the word of God position. Come on, God wants us to get in the winning position. Well, let me say this. Tonight as we look at 2 Timothy chapter 3 and chapter 4, there is more information of how we can please God in the face of perilous times. Well, as we look here, uh, we, we come to understand that the Apostle Paul has given us uh, several things that will characterize the spirit of the age. When we look in 2 Timothy chapter 3, we have a long list going right on down of, of things that, that characterize uh, the spirit of the age. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll just read through them real quick. He said, they shall be lovers of the their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fear, uh, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Come on here, traitors, they will be heady, they will be high-minded, they will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. 
they will be uh, present at the end of the age. Come on, he says these things so that the saints of God cannot, uh, will not rather be participants. Oh, come on here. Because how many of you understand that the things that have grabbed those who operate in the spirit of the age have, 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 have tried to invade the lives of the saints. Come on here. And the enemy wants us to fall prey to that which displeases God. He said, I want you to watch out and I want you to see these things and I don't want you just uh, to look for them in other people. I want you to make sure that these things don't get a grip on your own life. Oh, come on here. God help me to keep my life in a place that pleases you. How do I do this? God help me to yield to the power of your spirit. Help me to have my ear listening to what the spirit of God is saying so that I won't go wrong. Oh come on here. Those who hear the spirit can avoid a lot of hurt. You hear me? I said those who hear the spirit can avoid a lot of hurt. Come on here. When we do not hear the spirit, we end up going through unnecessary hurt. So Paul wants Timothy to know that the spirit of the age is going to bring forth this kind of these kinds of characteristics in individuals. But this is it. We have already heard by the Spirit of God that he's calling us to be different. This then, he moves into verse 5. Not only will they be traitors and heady and high-minded and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, but he says this, they will have a form of godliness. Come on here. So, so he says, be careful because uh, uh, at the end of the age, there will be people who are among us, but they're not of us. Come on here. There, there will be people, there will be people who frequent the church, but they don't have the faith of the church. Oh, come on here. That there will be people that walk among us, but they're not walking with us. Oh, come on here. I need you to get this here. He says, there will be in the last days an increase of put-ons. People who fake. People who mimic. People who try to act like they're with the Lord, but they're not. Come on here. And he says, what makes them dangerous is that they will have a form of godliness. They will have a certain pattern of godliness. Come on here. They, they, they will say godly things. Come on here. Or things that seem like they're in it. Come on here. This is why he says at the end of the age that you shall know them by their fruit. Come on here. That, that, that sometimes we are so impressed by what people can do. Come on here, that we get easily deceived. Come on here. Who they are will be revealed in their fruit. Come on here. This is something. He said they will have a form of godliness. 
but they will deny the power thereof. He tells us that there will be those that rise up among us uh, who are not truly trying to walk with God. Come on, it is an interesting dynamic uh, that in the last days there would be an increase of imposters. They would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the real power. What is the real power? They will deny the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. That's the real power. They will deny the real power that characterizes true godliness because you'll never be godly without God's word. Come on here. Come on. You can't be godly without God's word and you can't be godly without being guided by God's spirit. Come on here. And then so he says this, at the end of the age, imposters would rise. They would have a form of godliness. Come on here. They would have a pattern of godliness. They would have a put on godliness. They would have a superficial godliness, but they would not have the real power that characterizes godliness. Come on here. They won't be lovers of the spirit and they won't be lovers of the word. Come on here. They won't, they, they, they will not abide in the word, nor will they abide in the spirit. See, this is why you've got to abide in the spirit. Because when you abide in the spirit, then you'll be able to see deception. This is why you've got to abide in the word of God. Because those that abide in the word of God will always be able to, to, to detect the wicked one. Do you hear what I'm saying here? There are two things that the devil wants you out of. He wants you out of the spirit and he wants you out of the word. Come on here. The devil wants you out of the spirit and he wants you out of the word. Come on here. Because whenever you're out of the spirit and you're out of the word, then the wicked one can deceive you. This is important here. So he said, there will be a rise in those who uh, have a put-on form of godliness, a play-play form of godliness, and he wants the people of God to watch out. Come on here. Uh, uh, he's talking almost like uh, uh, Jesus in, in, in Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Come on here. They, they, they will be dressed up in a sheep suit. But they'll have a wolf's appetite. Oh, come on here. They'll be dressed up in a sheep suit, but they'll have wolf characteristics. Come on here. This is important here because those who are truly sheep should bear the fruit of them. This is important here. So, so there are some people who he said are, are among us, who walk among us, who are not really with the Lord. I need you to get this because now as I'm talking tonight, we understand that all kinds of people come to church and we thank God for the ability of all kinds of people coming to church. As a matter of fact, we need to do more as saints to invite sinners to the house of God. That's a good thing. 
Come on. So don't miss me. We're not talking about sinners visiting churches because that's what we ought to be striving for, to get sinners in. That, that's what we ought to be striving to do. That's not what I'm talking about. But what he said, there will be people that enter into the ranks of the church who have been sent by Satan. Come on here. People who have no intentions of repenting. People have no who have no intentions of following the Lord. People who want to run game on the saints. People, come on here, that he begins to talk about who are put on. People who are lookalike. People who want to mimic the real thing, but they don't want the master. Come on here. This is important here. You've got to know the difference in spirit. Come on here. There's some that come seeking salvation, but there's some who come who don't even want the Savior. They don't even come for the Savior. They're not looking for the Savior. They've got other motives. Come on. He says they come in putting on. They come in playing. They have a form of godliness. Look at here. Paul is saying uh, that there are going to be in the last days a rise of people who will come in to run game on the saints. See everybody who attends the church building is not a part of Christ's body. Come on here and that's why you got to get this in this hour. Come on here. Thank God for the sinners who are coming to be saved. Thank God for your loved ones. Amen. That may not know the Lord. Come on here. But as they come into the house of the Lord come on here they come and and they'll come to when they know him that's not what I'm talking about because I want to make this clear there are those that the enemy come on here will send among us to do evil work come on here those that the enemy will send among us come on here to deceive those that the enemy will send among us to take advantage of us and we've got to be careful in this hour why is it that I sound the alarm because I see in the spirit that danger, more danger is on the horizon. Come on here. And when the people of God are prepared, we will not easily be deceived. Come on here. This is what I've been telling you. When you are informed, you will not easily be ensnared. Come on here. Those of you who are listening to this Bible study, you ought to be ready. Come on here. Your, your discernment ought to be turned on. You ought to be upgraded the way you see things come on here because the more information you are given from the word of the Lord it should not be easy for you to be enticed by the enemy the more informed you are the less you should be enticed by what the devil is offered. offering I need you to get this here by the spirit of God come on I need you to be on the watch out I need you to be on the lookout come on here because he said there will be some that have been sent of hell to hurt, to bring hurt to the people of God. Everybody who attends church then it's not a part of Christ's body. Come on here. There's some people that the enemy sends who are not even seeking the Savior. Come on. This is why you got to be careful. Come on. That there will be some who do not come to bless you. They will come to bamboozle you. Come on. But he says this, they have a form of godliness. This is why you got to be careful. They, uh, they dress up in a sheep suit. Come on here. But they're not really sheep. 
Oh, come on here. They, they, they dress up in a sheep suit, but they don't have a sheep mindset. This is something here. They will come to deceive you. Oh, come on. So, so uh, that, that, that he then says that everybody who comes to church um, are not coming to seek God. There will be those who come to run games. Come on, and that'll take many forms, starting from the pulpit, going back to the door. Come on, so you got to be careful so that you don't get caught up. And then, then he says this, they, they, they uh, uh, have a form of godliness. And then he says here, but they deny the power thereof. Come on here, they don't obey the word and they don't have the Holy Ghost. Come on here, consequently, they're not saved. Come on here, because you can't be saved and hate the spirit. Come on here. You, you can't love God and hate his word. Look at this. So he says they have a form of godliness and they, they have a pseudo godliness. Come on here. They, they, they have a play play godliness or put on godliness long enough to try to pull the wool over your eyes. This is something here. But guess what? They deny the power that characterizes true godliness. What is that? The spirit of God and the word of God. Come on here. Come on. They're not spirit led and they're not word loving. Come on here. So this is, this is it. Then he says here in verse six, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust. Look at what he said here. When they come, they have a motive in mind. The motive that they have in mind is to mess over the lives of the people. Come on here. So the enemy will send people, uh, uh, the enemy will send people among us looking for those that he can mess over. Come on here. They look for people they can play with. Come on. This is important here. You got to be careful because uh, 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 everybody that has a title has, does not have a transformed life. Oh, come on here. Matter of fact, everybody that has a title has not been sent by God. Come on here. So, so he says this, you got to watch out because they have a form of godliness. They have a pseudo godliness, if you will. Come on, they have a certain pattern of godliness, but they're not really godly. Come on, at the core, they're not really who they are saying they are. Come on here. They have no real love for the word. They have no real honor for God. They have no real honor for the people of God or the house of God. Come on here. He says they are looking for the silly. Come on here. What do you mean? They're looking for unstable saints. Oh, come on here. Because unstable saints will be the easiest to knock off. Come on. This is why in this hour, you got to get stable in the things of God. You got to get stable in the word of God. You got to get stable in the scripture. It's amazing how many people, amen, praise God, uh, come to church. Come on here, but they're not getting stable. Come on here. God wants the saints to get some stability. Come on here. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Come on here. God does not want you slipping and sliding. God wants you stable. Oh, come on here. 
Come on, stable saints is what it's going to take in this hour because there are those that would make game of you. Come on here. So, so this is amazing here because uh, there are some people who are so uh, uh, title struck that they're easily taken away. Come on here. You don't even listen to what people are saying. Come on here. You, 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 you don't listen to the quality. You don't listen to the words that they're speaking. Some people are so over, over, over uh, impressed with titles. Hallelujah. That they are easily taken down. Come on here. But look at this here. You got to understand that the fivefold ministry perfects the saints but it doesn't prey on them. Oh, come on here. God has called the fivefold ministry, come on, to perfect saints, not to pimp them. Oh, come on here. To perfect them and not to pray, P-R-E-Y, on them. Oh, come on here. This is something here. I need you to get this. Uh, now, now, Pastor, what you're talking about, uh, Ephesians 4, 11 through 14. Come on here. The fivefold ministry has been called for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ till we come to the unity uh, of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God. Come on here. The fivefold ministry ought to be uh, pointing you towards Jesus. Come on here. I don't care what you do. Anybody in the fivefold ministry ought to be pointing you towards the master. Oh, come on here. You got a fivefold. You are operating in the fivefold ministry and you're not pointing people towards the master. The devil is a liar. Anybody in the fivefold ministry has a charge from God to point them towards the master. I need you to get this here. Come on here. God wants the fivefold ministry ministry to build the people up in Christ. God wants the fivefold ministry to cause the people to grow in his word. God wants the fivefold ministry not to be causing confusion. Come on here. What to be bringing the people together under the spirit of God. Do you hear me here? Come on here. God is calling the fivefold ministry to stabilize the people and not to deceive them. Do you hear what I'm saying by the spirit of God. What is the purpose of the fivefold ministry? Uh, Ephesians 4, 11 through 14, to perfect the saints, bring the saints to maturity so they can do the work of the ministry. Come on, get them out of the nursery for the edification of the saints, building up the people of God. Come on here, this is important. Come on here, edifying of the body of Christ. Come on here till we come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the the son of God. Come on here. Why? So we don't be, be henceforth cast to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Come on here. See the, the, the fivefold ministry does not deceive people. It prepares people not to be deceived. The fivefold ministry does not trick people. Come on here. It helps to transform people. Come on here. I need you to get this. If God has called anybody 
come on it's not to hurt you but it's to help you I need somebody to get this in the Holy Ghost come on and give him praise right there come on he said there will be those that come but watch them they're not gospel preachers but they're good performers you got to know the preachers from the performers come on here because Matthew 24 and 11 said many false prophets will arise some will have titles but they've not been transformed come on here and I don't just need a title I need a transformation some people come on will come and they will be more pulpit entertainers than they will be gospel preachers we don't need put-ons we don't need play plays we need people operating in the power of God see what I found out some people want to lead but they don't they're not trying to be delivered I said some people want to lead but they're not trying to be delivered come on here just because they have a title don't let them get you tangled up in sin come on here there's so many people saying that they represent God come on here but having you to do things that dishonor him you can't represent God and have people doing things that dishonor God come on here the fivefold ministry come on here is to build you up come on here the fivefold ministry is to help you and not to hinder you somebody give him praise somebody give him glory somebody give him honor right there God does not anoint leaders to take advantage of his people get me I said God does not anoint leaders to take advantage of his people I said God does not anoint leaders to take advantage of his people if you are a part of the fivefold ministry come on here you ought to prove it by bearing the fruit of it come on here who are you edifying are you bringing the body of Christ together has it turned into something about you or is it about Jesus come on here because the Lord has not called anybody to lift up themselves if God has given you a call it's so you can lift up his son we are only called to lift up Christ come on and get what I'm saying to you Paul says you got to be careful because there's some among us amen who are not really of us Paul says they creep yeah uh, they they slowly worm their way in to win somebody's affection attention you got to be careful now come on here you got to watch out when you in Christ you got to watch out for these creepers come on here Paul said they creep see if you're walking in Christ you ought not be creeping Lord have mercy uh, we talking strong tonight come on I said if you're walking with Christ you ought to give up creeping come on here because you can't walk with Christ and creep too they, they creep slowly trying to gain your confidence but when you come to Christ you ought to give up creeping see some people will tell you anything to get what they want this is why you got to be careful you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Those of you praying to God, come on here. You got to know that as you pray to God, there's a devil listening to. Come on here. 
And you know what? When God is preparing you, the enemy is good at trying to send the counterfeit. Come on here. But you got to get in the spirit so that you won't be carried away by a counterfeit. Come on here. God does not want his people carried away by counterfeits. Come on here. A counterfeit will walk in and get you right out of the church. Come on here. Come in doing everything that seems, amen, uh, seems godly. But guess what? They'll, they'll uh, have you working against the things of God. Oh, come on here. Don't let anybody just show up and pull you down. Come on here. Because I guarantee you God ain't sending nothing that's going to lead you to sin against him. Come on here. So, so some people will tell you anything to get what they want, but you got to get stable in God so you won't get caught up. Come on here. So that, so that you, don't, you don't end up being deceived while you're in here dancing. Come on. Come on. If you're in the house of God, you ought to you hear the spirit of God. Come on, because the enemy will send people among you, start doing good. He'll send people right. Come on here. And you know what? They don't come for God. They don't come looking for God. They not come seeking. He'll send people, amen, to pull you right on down. Come on here. And so this is important here. You got to watch it. Come on. It happens in the pulpit. Come on. It happens in every place. Come on here. It happens in the pew. Come on. So this is important here. He says, he says, they will be looking for the, the gullible. Come on here. They look for the silly. But God is not sending anything in your life that will lead you away from serving him. Come on here. If it leads you away from serving God, he didn't send it. Come on. Come on. God is not sending me anything that would lead me away from serving him. They look for the gullible to lead them astray. Come on here. And then, then he says this, you got to be careful because uh, he said, ever learning, look at this, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. This is important here because what do they do? They always have something new to tell you. Ever learning, ever learning refers to new teachings. Come on. Always coming up with the latest. What is the fad now? Come on. What is the last? What is the latest church phrase we can use? What is the fad now? What are they doing now? Come on here. And you got to be careful because some of this stuff that we are calling new is not coming from God. Come on here. Come on. Some of this stuff that we're hearing is foreign in heaven. Come on, because God has not ordained us just to speak anything. Come on here. When we are in the house of God, it is in the place where we teach the word, where we preach the word. That's what Paul told Timothy here in chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4. Preach the word. Come on. We got to be careful what we are giving ourselves to. Come on, always following new teaching, but never getting grounded in the real word of God. Listen to me. Watch out for this new truth. Come on, I got some new truth. What you mean? The word of God is stable. The word of God is sound. Watch out for this new truth and new revelation and new strategy. New, new, new. I got all of this new stuff. 
come on here. How has the church survived without you? Come on here. Why hadn't the church been destroyed with all this new information? Come on here. Because you know what? The word of God is as old as time, but it's as fresh as this morning's newspaper. Come on here. And the same thing that it required for your grandma and your granddaddy and your great-grandma and your great-granddaddy, you got to do the same thing. Come on, you still got to know Jesus to be saved. Come on, hell is still real and heaven is too. Sinners still need to be saved. Saints still need to be taught. People still need to be delivered. Devils still need to be cast out. Ain't nothing changed. Jesus is still Lord. Come on here. So you got to be careful. Come on. You got to be careful with all of these people acting like they got something new that nobody else got. See, God's will is in his written word. God's word may be challenged, but it will not be changed. Come on here. Sin is still wrong. Come on here. Saints need to still be led of the spirit. The blood of Jesus is still the only payment for sin. Come on, Jesus is still the only way. Come on here. So this is important here. We got to be careful. So, so they mimic the real, but they operate, he says, in lying wonders. Look at here, Janus and Jambres, which withstood Moses, do all, uh, so do these, resist the true men of corrupt minds who are reprobate concerning the faith. Look at this, they are reprobate concerning the faith, which makes, which means that they have given themselves over to trickery, wickedness, and evil. They're not workers of God. They have committed themselves to be workers of evil. There are people, come on here, who have vowed to stop you from walking in victory come on you got to be careful I'm not anointed you got you got to think that some of these folk have been anointed of hell come on here they have given themselves to the enemy hallelujah and they will only do evil things to you look at what he said they have to be watched because they're like Janus and Jambres that, that we have been talking about was the magicians of Pharaoh when Moses went and stood before them and, 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 and Pharaoh said, I want to know, you talking about God talked to you, I want to know how I can be sure that God talked to you and Moses dropped his rod and it turned into a serpent and Pharaoh then called his magicians, Janus and Jambres, history says they were called and when they came, they dropped theirs and did the same thing that Moses did their serpent their rods turned into a serpent but guess what God shows us something here because after a while Moses' serpent ate up theirs come on here and you know what that means the rod of Moses got bigger come on here God says I'm wanting to show you something that in the last days lying wonders come on here I need you to get this here because see the devil come on tries to do demonstrations too you gotta be careful I said the devil tries to do demonstrations too. That's why we read what we read last week in Matthew chapter 7. Come on here. When he said many shall be there on that day saying Lord, Lord, did not we do this and did not we do that? And he said I will say unto you, depart 
from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Come on, can I tell you something here? You've got to be careful. Come on here and watch because some of what you are seeing, come on here, is the devil. I need you to get this here. See these occulted powers, people working spells and stuff, sorcerers, come on here, they operating in supernatural, but it's not according to the spirit of God. Come on here, and you've got to watch out for demonic signs and wonders, satanic powers. You've got to walk, watch out for demonic manifestation, lying wonders. Come on here, because demonic manifestation will try to mimic divine miracles. Let me say that again. I said demonic manifestation will try to mimic divine miracle. Come on here, demons can do demonstration, but they don't want you delivered. I said demons can do demonstration, but they don't want you delivered. I said demons can do demonstration, but they don't want you delivered. Come on here. God is not into doing tricks. God is into transformations. Come on here. God will deal with those who dishonor his name. Look at what he said here in, in verse 9. But they shall proceed no further, for their follies shall be made, uh, their follies should be manifest to all men as also theirs was. Just like God did with Janice and Jambres. He's going to do with every false teacher. He's going to do with every evil worker. I need you to get this. God will deal with those that dishonor his name. God will deal with those that try, hallelujah, to harm his people. God has an expiration date for every evil worker. Y'all ain't hearing me tonight. I said God has an expiration date for every evil worker. Come on, let me say it again. I said God has an expiration date for every evil worker. Those who deliberately deceive God's people will be dealt with by God himself. Come on. Don't partner with evil workers. Be careful. He said that there will be new groups infiltrating the church. Second Timothy 4 and 3. He said, even among us, there will come those who do not really want salvation. Come on, I'm talking about in the pews now. Not just in the pulpit, but in the pew. For the time will come that they will not endure sound doctrine. There will come a day that many will not want to put up with sound teaching. They will fight what is sound. Come on here. That there be people that are in church but they don't want sound teaching. See, some people are religious, but they have no intention of living righteously. Come on, he said, they're coming. Come on, because see, religion cannot produce a life of righteousness. Come on, it takes rela a relationship with Jesus to do that. I said religion cannot pr produce a life of righteousness. It takes a relationship with Jesus to do that. Come on, come on. I'm telling you, we're living in that day that there comes a group of people who want to sing, but they don't really want to be saved. Come on here. Come on, the people who love to sing, but they don't really want to be saved. Come on. He said, that's what's going to happen. They, they'll, they'll have this form of godliness. Come on, they'll come in, hallelujah, and, and he said, this is what will happen. They will 
be among us, but they don't want to be, they don't want to hear any sound teaching. Look at what he said here. There will be some that want to preach, but they don't want to practice righteousness. Come on here. Come on. They, they will love religious garments, but they don't really have a heart for God. Come on here. They want to come up on the stage, but they don't want to come out of their sins. Come on here. They want a place so they can display their fashion, but they don't want to live for the Father. See, some people come to model, but they don't want to come out of their mess. Come on here. He said, they will not put up with sound doctrine. What will they do? Some people don't want what is sound because it calls them out of their sins. I said, some people don't want what is sound because it calls them out of their sin. They will heap, they will bring together teachers having itching ears. Come on here, they won't want gospel preaching. They want motivational speaking because motivational speaking won't challenge their mess. Come on here. See, the truth exposes the righteous from the religious. Come on. I said the truth exposes the righteous from the religious. See, the righteous maintain an appetite for the truth. Come on here. Everything I'm doing may not be, amen, praise God, what it needs to be. But guess what? I love to hear the truth. Tell me the truth so you can help me. Come on here. So the, the truth exposes the righteous from the religious because the righteous maintain an appetite for the truth. But the religious find a cause to rebel against the truth. Come on here. He said they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, trying to hear something new, something that'll tickle their ears. Come on here. Something that will only comfort them, but they don't want conviction. Come on here. But the love of God does not just bring comfort. It also brings conviction. Come on. He said they'll turn away from the truth. They'll turn away from the truth unto fable. They'll turn away from the Bible. They'll turn away from the truth of God. Come on here. Come on, because the truth will put a mirror in front of your mess. Come on here. The truth does not just show you your mess. It will also point you to the master. Come on here, because the master can turn a mess into a masterpiece. See, if you stick with the truth, your whole life can be transformed. He said, they'll turn away from the truth and they'll turn unto fables, false information, stuff that's not true. Come on here. They, they don't want uh, uh, that which is sound. Come on here. They, they'll turn to lofty stuff. And you know what I found out? Some people, the, 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 the more outlandish it is, the more they love it. Come on here. The crazier it sounds, the more they clap for it. Come on here. But he said, he said, they will turn to fable, stuff that ain't even in the Bible, stuff that's not even true, stuff that's not even sound. Come on here, ranking in the 15th dimension of God. They birthing out 25 new realms. They hanging out in new galaxies. Come on here, that's what I tell you. The more outlandish it get, the more some people love it. They love, hallelujah, for you to tell them God is not concerned about the way you live. God, come on here, come on, he's not really concerned all about that. Come on here, whatever you feel and whatever's in your heart. See, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Come on here, the devil wants you deceived so you won't get delivered. I said the devil wants you deceived so you won't get delivered. He doesn't want you on the truth because truth demands transformation. Oh, come on here. See, God didn't just want you churched. He wants you changed. I said, God doesn't want you churched. He just wants you chained. He doesn't just want you church, rather. He wants you chained. 
speech. And this is what Paul says, turn away. From such, turn away. From such, turn away. Come on, uh, uh, 2 Timothy 3, chapter uh, 3 and verse 5. He says, they have a form of godliness, deny the power thereof, turn away from them. Do not deal with it. Come on here, do not let them pull you in. Come on here, what am I telling you? Be watchful, be vigilant. God wants to give you the victory. Come on here, but you can walk in victory when you get vigilant. I thank God for you tonight. I want you to know by the spirit of God, you are in the hour where you can shine brightly for Jesus. Stick with God, stick with the word of God. Come on here. Everything that you're dealing with in this hour, I want you to make sure you're holding it against the teachings of Jesus. Come on here. And the doctrine that was taught by the apostles. We must earnestly contend for the faith which was once and for all delivered unto the saints. If you abide within God's holy word, you will not be deceived. Come on here. If you walk in the discernment of the Holy Spirit, you will not bow to deception. God wants to use your life. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Come on here. Ask yourself a question. Is what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, is what I'm seeing looking like Jesus and is what I'm hearing coming from God's holy word? If Jesus didn't teach it and the apostles did not uh, make it doctrine, then you must dismiss it. Come on here. Everything claiming to be truth must be held up against the truth. If it comes up short, it's too short. Come on here. Those of us who are in the house of God, who are living for the Lord, let us commit with everything that is within us. And I pray that you hear my heart. I deliver these kind of words because I love the people. Come on here. And the true prophets of God will help you to see in this last day what we're up against. This is no playground. This is a battlefield. But if you're covered in the blood of Jesus, you're well able to prevail in the midst of it. God bless you tonight. Share this word with somebody. Let them hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Come on back. I'm going to quit tonight. Come on back. I'm going to close it next week. It's going to be powerful. We're bringing it all together. Please, saints of God, do not be ashamed of the word of the Lord. Do not be ashamed of the Bible in these last and evil days. Baby, if you obey the Bible, It'll bless your whole life. Honor the Lord. Stick to his word. You can please God even in perilous times. I love you.